0: Good morning everybody, you're tuning to the news and Morning Mixtape. It is Tuesday, March 21st, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwetze, reporting for CJRU, 12.8 a.m. in Toronto. And here are the main stories from today. Chinese leader Xi Jinping visits Russia for the first time since the Ukrainian invasion. In Europe, Macron's government is facing two no-confidence motions as protests erupt in France. The United Nations just released a new climate report that states the green timeline ahead of humanity. And then we'll hear from Samina with their segment, Turn the Page. So let's get to the news. Chinese President Xi Jinping makes his first visit to Moscow since Russian invasion of Ukraine last year. This comes just days after the International Criminal Court in The Hague accused Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, of committing war crimes in Ukraine and issued a warrant for his arrest. Ukraine is expected to be a key point of discussion throughout Jinping's visits as CNN coverage. While standing next to the Chinese leader yesterday, Putin told Jinping, in the last few years, China has made a colossal leap forward. In the whole world, this evokes interest and unfortunately, even envy. Jinping also called Putin his dear friend and said Russia's development has significantly improved under his leadership. China has called this trip a journey of friendship, cooperation and peace. Amid a push from Beijing to frame itself as a key proponent for the resolution of the Ukrainian conflict. The visit, however, is being viewed differently by Western countries. According to CNN, top US diplomat, Antony Blinken, said the visit showed China's intent to provide diplomatic cover for alleged Russian atrocities in Ukraine. Now in France, following President Emmanuel Macron's push to overhaul pensions and raise the national retirement age without a parliament vote, the country has burst into protests. Now, the French government is to face two no-confidence motions against a backdrop of increasing tensions on the streets. The no-confidence motions were called in protest against the government using controversial executive powers to raise the state pension from age 62 to 64. According to The Guardian, Macron decided last week that the government should use Article 49.3 of the French Constitution to bypass Parliament, because he feared it could not garner enough votes for the pension changes. Macron's centrist grouping lost its absolute majority in Parliament at elections last June. Charles de Corson, France's longest-serving Member of Parliament, authored one of the no-confidence motions. He said, Bringing down the government with a no-confidence vote was the only way of stopping the social and political crisis in this country. Corson added while talking on France inter-radio, If we continue like this, no one will control anything. That's what all the trade union leaders are telling us, that they're seeing things becoming more radical. Another motion has been put forward by Marine Le Pen's far-right National Rally Party. If the government survives the no-confidence votes, Macron's changes to the pension system could easily become law. In a sign that the president was holding firm, his office said that he had called the heads of the Senate and of the National Assembly to say he wanted the pension changes to go to the end of its democratic process. If the government falls, Macron would have the option of naming a new government with a new prime minister. He could also dissolve the National Assembly and call a snap parliamentary election, although this was not seen as a likely choice. A poll for the journal du Demanche this weekend showed Macron's personal approval reading at its lowest level since the height of the Yellow Vests anti government protest moving in 2019 with only 29% of respondents having a positive view of him. And in climate news, the United Nations just released a new climate report addressing the climate crisis and what the world needs to change now before there's no going back. According to the report, countries such as Canada must slash carbon emissions by almost half in the next seven years to prevent now teens from living out their old age in a world with increased floods, fires, crop failures, forest migration, and infectious diseases outbreaks. And they would have to slash the emissions down to zero by 2050, according to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Synthesis report. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said at a news conference for the report's release, In short, our world needs climate action on all fronts, everything, everywhere, all at once. He suggested wealthy countries such as Canada need to reach net zero even sooner by 2040. According to the Journal Star, some of the solutions stated by the Secretary General are embarrassingly simple. Protecting intact forests, wetlands, and other natural ecosystems would have massive payoffs. Solar and wind power are already contributing energy to power grids, even in fossil fuel friendly places such as Texas. Bike riding also made the list. The newly released report is the world's most comprehensive assessment of the current state of climate change. The last synthesis report came out in twenty fourteen and acted as both a major impetus and the scientific underpinning for the historic Paris Agreement, when nearly all of the world's governments agreed to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by twenty fifteen. This goal is still necessary to keep the world within degrees of warming, a critical guardrail that, if overshot, will lead to increasingly destructive planetary outcomes, some irreversible. The synthesis report released yesterday concludes years of work by hundreds of scientists around the globe, and will lay this stage for a different kind of momentous meeting later this year, a conference at which nations will assess their parents' commitment progress so far. The UN's initial assessment found that the actions pledged by nations so far are insufficient to keep the world within the guardrail and would result in 2.8 degrees of warming by the end of the century. The world will gather again in Dubai starting in November to talk about this. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with Samina for Turn the Page. Hello, listeners.
1: Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. March is Women's History Month. 2023 is the 31st anniversary of the celebration. A month to learn about the contributions made by women throughout history and the milestones they've achieved. Can you stop a murder after it's already happened? Jen Brotherhood is waiting for her son Todd to come home. It's already after midnight. Then she finally sees him outside her window. He isn't alone. He goes up to a man she's never seen before and stabs him to death in front of her house. Then he refuses to answer any questions and is promptly arrested. Jen wakes up the next day to the previous morning. It's just a bad dream. The stress of staying up late waiting for her 17-year-old son to come home. He was late, she was worried, and it's over. Until she repeats the same day and her son has murdered the same man. Who did he murder? Why is he murdering anyone at all? Each day, she wakes up and has another chance to stop it. Can she? The title of the book is Wrong Place, Wrong Time. The author is Jillian McAllister. I have to tell you, with a description like that, how could you not want to read this book? It is also a perfect book to help you adjust with the loss of an hour. This book doesn't spring forward, but falls back. Jen wakes up the following day to the previous morning. She manages to convince Todd to stay home and stops the murder. But when she wakes up the next morning, she wakes up further back in time to the day before. The following day, she wakes up even further back in time to the day before that. Jen realizes the only way to break the cycle is to solve the crime in reverse. She investigates by trying to find out why Todd would kill someone. She starts to review her son's movements and uncover secrets about her family's life. She can't believe she didn't know. In this novel, we also have a secondary story where we follow a police officer who is trying to solve the murder in real time. This story will get your heart racing. There are twists you will not see coming. Jillian has written a fast-paced, entertaining, well-constructed novel that will have you losing track of time. Ready, set, go. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU1280. Thank you for listening.
0: Happy reading. This is it for the news today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It's CJRU twelve eighty AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitze, and this is Morning Mixtape News.